What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hello there, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht. I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. It is great to be with you today, and I want to ask you a question. I like to ask questions. You want to know why I like to ask questions? Because they help me to figure out answers. How important is that? Wow. Glad you asked, Charles. Well, tell you what, if you don't have answers, then you're probably not asking questions. If you have the wrong answers, you're asking the wrong questions. So do you have your prospects' answers? If you don't have the answer your prospects are looking for, guess what? You're asking the wrong questions. Here's a question I want to ask each of you who are part of Permission Nation listening to my voice right now. I want to ask you this question, and I want you to shout it out. I don't care if you're sitting around McDonald's right now munching on a Big Mac or something like that. I want you to shout out the answer right now. One, two, three. Are you, yes or no, are you 12X? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. You're not shouting it loud enough. All right, all jokes aside. You don't have to shout it. But are you 12X? Are you 12X? You say, well, Charles, I don't know what you're talking about. Am I 12X? Well, here's the thing. 12X, as I use it as part of my marketing, part of my branding, it is what is used in a lot of my products, my programs, and so forth. It is an entire way of thinking as far as an insurance producer is concerned. 12X. You know what? I love Grant Cardone. Do you like Grant Cardone? I like Grant Cardone. I've never met him. I love his idea of 10X. It is a book he's written. It is a mindset. It is a a sort of revolution in the real estate industry and so forth. The whole idea of just like kind of thinking bigger, 12X and so forth. Um, Mine isn't like that. Okay. The idea of 12X is sure. You know what? Let's go 12 times bigger. Great. Let's start thinking bigger because I certainly talk about thinking bigger as well. But really, I'm thinking about doing something 12 times, and that is a broker of record letter. 12 broker of record letters for new clients in a year, one per month, three per quarter, 12 per year, 12 times, 12 times. Let me say it again. 12 times. 12x. Are you 12x? You know, I asked that question uh, recently on LinkedIn. You know, are you 12x? A number of people said no. Some people said yes. Others said not yet, but I'm getting there. It's great. You know what? It's important to know where you're at. 
because when you look on a map, you need to be able to figure out where you're going and you can't figure out where to go unless you know where you are at. Right now, where are you? Here's where I think you might be if you're not really gaining the traction that you want. I think right now where you are at is that you're not in the insurance business. You're not in the financial services business. You're certainly not in the business of your micro niche prospect. You're in the chicken business because you're winging it and you're just winging it and you're showing up and you're just kind of playing it by ear and you're deciding what you want to do, if you want to do it or not do it and so forth. And so you're not only not 12X, you're 0X. Nothing's happening. So I want to ask you right now, if you could just kind of think about your, think about how things are going so far. Now, we're, we're two months into this year, basically. Two months into 2022. How is it going? How's it going? Are you getting the results that you're hoping for? Are you getting the results that, that you put together your new business strategy, your whole entire prospecting strategy? Are you getting the results that you were hoping for? Or are your wheels spinning? And look, the last thing I want to ever do is sort of like, you know, smack you on the knuckles. That's not really what I want to do. I want to encourage you towards greatness. I want to encourage you towards prospecting greatness. Because you can do it. There's no reason whatsoever why you can't. It's just a matter of actually deciding to do it. A lot of people can show up, but not a lot of people can show up and deliver. If you can show up and deliver, you are essentially writing yourself a blank check for the future. Sky's the limit if you're 12X. And so I really want you to start thinking about the whole mindset of how you're going about your prospecting. Are you merely showing up or do you have a plan, a prospecting strategy, a process that you follow every single day without question you're doing it and it's getting you the results that you want. If it's not, then it's time to put on the brakes for a moment to kind of like reevaluate, to re-edit, to go back maybe and tweak a few things. But the, but the real truth is that is, is that many insurance producers out there are not really doing what they need to do in order to get the results that they want to get. And so I want to ask you again that question. Is that you? Are you getting the results that you want? Look, I call it 12X. I don't care if it's 8X. I don't care if it's 30X. I don't care how many broker of record letters you get in a year. I want you to get what you feel you want to get. I want you to really strive for it. I want you to have such a mindset that just showing up and you know, dishing out a spoonful of mediocrity is the last thing that you really want to accomplish. I mean, why, why get up in the morning if we're just going to go through the exercises? Why get up in the morning if we're just going to you know, kind of take everything that we've been planning for and push it off to the side? Why get up in the morning if we're not really going to start going until about 10 a.m.? Why get up in the morning if we're going to be done by 3.30? Why get up in the morning if we're taking Friday off? Is that really why you're in the insurance business? So that you can work less? I sure hope not. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a choice in lifestyle. You know, one of the beautiful things about being in the insurance business is you, know, you get these renewals on your policies. Those are pretty cool, right? You get renewals on policies. What a beautiful thing that is. You sell a policy, a year goes by, and you get to renew the policy and continue to make the same amount of money, if you will, off that account. 
It's a, that's a beautiful thing. The sale is so much easier the second time. So much easier the second time. It gets easier on the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time and the sixth time and so forth because the relationship just continues to go on. Residual income is a beautiful thing in the insurance business. And one of the things that it can afford you is that over the course of time, as you continue to accumulate clients, you get to make more money, you spend more time servicing those accounts, and therefore, you likely spend less time prospecting accounts. But I want to ask you, is that because that's how you've designed it, or is it merely something that you're reacting to? In other words, if I can put it to you this way, let's say, for example, you're working 40 hours in a week. 40 hours in a week. When you are, are going through those 40 hours, how many of those hours are actually spent in prospecting new business versus how many hours are set aside for servicing accounts and doing renewals and meeting with your clients and so forth? What percentage of your time in a normal month, or excuse me, a normal week is set aside to prospect new business versus to do everything else that goes along with servicing, meeting with clients, and so forth? How much time? Then the next question is, what are you doing with your time? Where exactly are we spending our time? Productivity is such an important aspect to being successful in almost anything we do. And when it comes down to selling insurance, it is very, very important, productivity. If we only have a certain amount of time, then we have to be able to utilize that time wisely. You know, do you have a, a structured prospecting approach to, your, to the micro niche that you're going after? In other words, what's the very first way that you prospect? And then when it comes to your follow-up program, what is your second uh, form of contact? And your third, what exactly does your follow-up program look like? If we don't actually have a process, we're chicken business. We're just winging it. But to go back to that original question that I asked, are you 12X? Are you 12X? Are you of the broker of record letter mindset and you are seriously pushing towards 12 broker of record letters for new clients in a year? You know what? I think you can do it. I actually do. And that's above and beyond whatever it is that you normally might do otherwise. Now think about last year, okay, 2021. How many prospects did you meet with? How many prospects do you think you met with? Do you keep track? If not, that's a sign of, of winging it. Of those prospects that you met with, how many of them did you go through the quoting process? What's your percentage? If you don't know, chicken business. You're winging it. Of those that you met with, how many, and that you went through a quoting process, how many of those did you win? What's your win percentage? If you don't know, chicken business, right? You're winging it. So we have to actually know what our numbers are. Now, let's think about this. Whatever amount of revenue that you wrote last year, based upon how many appointments you set, how many prospects you met with, and how many times you went through a normal quoting process. Nothing wrong with quoting. I don't mind quoting. It's just blind quoting that doesn't make any sense, right? It's just sort of you know, chicken business quoting, winging it, throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. That kind of quoting doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the insured. It doesn't help your insurance markets. It really helps nobody, okay, except for the incumbent agent. So blind quoting really doesn't make sense. But let's just say, how many clients did you win this last year, brand new clients, from a normal quoting process? Hopefully you can have that figured out. If not, you're definitely chicken business. What is the amount of revenue that you wrote this last year? I want you to think about all of those accounts that you quoted on and didn't win, why? Why did you quote on those and not win? 
Did you ask for a broker of record letter on those that you quoted but didn't win? Did you ever actually think about a different approach rather than just quoting? Or were you just happy to go through a process? I really want you to start thinking about how to become a millionaire insurance producer. And you can't become a millionaire insurance producer by doing a few different things, such as going after small accounts, being a generalist, and just going through quoting process. You can't do it because the incumbent agent's going to win 92% of the time. And it's more likely 95% of the time, frankly, if not 96 to 97%. I mean, do most agents lose you know, 3% of their book a year? Maybe, maybe not. Like their number of clients, they usually keep their clients. Uh, I, don't th- I think 92% is pretty low when it comes to a re- retention percentage. And so I think the average agent and agency is probably well over 95% on a year-after-year basis. So you don't really have a great opportunity to win if you're going through a normal quoting process. But I ask you, do you have a strategy or an approach for getting the broker of record letter? Yes or no? Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. You know, one of the things that I love to hear are broker of record letter stories. I love it. I love when agents tell me whether or not they did something because they heard it from me or they just simply do it. I just love hearing their stories of how they got a broker of record letter. It's awesome. Totally pumps me up. I mean, I I just flat out love it. Um, It's awesome. So I was listening to one today from an agent and we were, he told me about it even like uh, earlier this week. And so it was just, it was awesome to hear. He was, uh, it was on a current client of his. And another agent was coming in to compete against him, uh, had been working on some quotes behind the scenes. And it turned out the, the, the insured was like kind of looking at a different type of a policy that they didn't have before. And apparently this other agent came in like a number of months beforehand and started trying to put something together for him. Um, even though the client loves my agent uh, that I was referring to, um, just this other agent was coming in towards the back uh, end and like kind of trying to do stuff quietly, Right. Well, the insured loves my agent and decided that, you know what, they would rather have my agent put that together for him. Well, the agent like started looking at the carriers and began to realize that, lo and behold, this other agent had gone and blocked out all the markets. And so now my agent was like, okay, great, I can't do anything here. You know, and I want you to understand something. There is something called permission. That's why I named my company Permission. Permission Network Insurance Agency, LLC. That's the name of my company. And I call it permission for a reason. You either have the insured's permission or you don't. Well, this other agent who was kind of going through the back end and like trying to put something together didn't have the insured's permission. Oh, they had the the insured's go-ahead to kind of like work and put stuff together, but they didn't have permission. 
They didn't have the insured's ear. They didn't have the insured's trust. And when I say permission, I mean trust. I mean they're buying into what you're saying. You're giving them advice. They're not in their head and they're saying, yep, exactly, that's what I want to do. When you have the insured's permission, you advise them on certain things and then they actually follow what you say. They're listening to you. They're grasping it. They're understanding it. And they're giving you the green light to go forward. An insurance agent who goes after permission of the prospect is also somebody who is leading the prospect down the path you want them to go. You're not just blind quoting. You're having even kind of the hard question, uh, the hard conversations up front that instead of just going through a blind quoting process and hoping you get really good numbers and hoping the insured decides to do business with you, you have the hard conversation beforehand that if I can accomplish A, B, and C, then you'll agree to do business with me going forward. So if we can be on the same page that A, B, and C are the things you want, if I can deliver on A, B, and C, you'll agree to no longer do business with whomever you are doing business now, and you'll start doing business with me going forward. If the insured says yes, then what you have is permission. If the insured says no, you don't have permission. If you don't ask the insured that question and have that conversation, you don't have permission. You're chicken business. So permission is everything. Everything. So in the example of my friend who is that agent, he went back to the ins- his client and said, look, here's kind of like what's going on. Don't have any real options here because this other agent has gone in and just you know, blanketed the marketplace. And you know, just kind of having conversations back and forth, the agent began to explain in a very, um, I believe, very open, ethical, and tactful manner about what the broker of record letter is. Began explaining what it does, how it works, how it removes um, the other agent from the entire process altogether and how it transfers everything over to him. And the insurer like, took a couple of days to think about it and came back and said, you know what? We want you as our agent. We don't want that other guy as the agent. Again, that other agent didn't have permission. He was just doing stuff behind the scenes, but didn't have permission. So my, my friend, the agent, um, got the broker of record letter and just took over all the work that other agent had done before. You, know, you want to know why that's not a problem? Because that other agent was just giving out free advice. That's it. He had no buy-in. That other agent was just doing free work, free advice. He was just, in essence, kind of being the honesty cop, if you will, out there. Wasting his time. Wasting his team's time. Because he didn't have permission. Because he wasn't 12X. Because he wasn't in the right mindset. But relationship is everything. I actually spend a lot of time working with insurance agents by trying to put together um, an approach, a strategy, a plan, and a system that works for him or her, right? Everybody has their own unique strengths and weaknesses. I do and you do. You're really good at some things, and some of those things you're really good at, I am just flat out bad at. But yet there's also things in which I'm very strong at and others aren't very strong at. It might be a weakness of yours. Everybody's different. So I spend a lot of time helping agents kind of figure out what is their plan, their strategy, their entire process. But here's the thing. I also know that you can get more accomplished with a very tight relationship with one underwriter than you could ever get with a very strategic plan. Wow, I said it. There it is. That's it. You want to know why? You want to know why that's true? 
is because selling insurance is a relationship game. Prospecting is a numbers game. Marketing is a numbers game, if you will. Setting appointments is a numbers game. Yes, there's things that you can do to help your percentage, but all of that just gets down to a numbers game. How many cold calls are you going to do in a day, in a week, in a month? And how many emails are you going to send? And how many walk-in visits? How many networking events? All of that. How many minutes are you spending on each call? And how many, how many seconds does it take you to leave a voice message? They all come down to numbers. Prospecting is a numbers game, but selling insurance is a relationship game. You know that, right? You can get more sold with a very strong, trusting relationship with one underwriter, just from one insurance carrier, than you ever could a very detailed prospecting strategy that I help people put together. Now, does that mean that the things I put together don't work? No, they absolutely do work. Because the more carriers, the more relationships you have, the better off you're going to be. But look, you're an independent agent. More than likely, you're listening to this. You're likely an independent agent. So you represent lots of different insurance carriers. But even if you or your agency only had one appointment, maybe you're only able to get one appointed carrier to do business with you. If all you had was that one, and you had a good relationship with that underwriter, and you found out what that underwriter wants to write, and you began bringing that underwriter what he or she wants to write, and you really started targeting it, putting together the right kind of marketing, really causing calling that to be your micro niche, you would be crazy successful with one carrier because it comes down to relationship. And that's it. It is a mindset. You don't have to have 100 carriers. You can't, you can't get quotes from 100 carriers. Nobody wants to do that. Your account managers will hate you. They will flat out hate you. Your agency principal will probably sit you down and say, you know what, we can't be burning our markets like that. You don't need more markets. You don't. You need to be 12x. You need to be 12x. I want to say it again. You need to be 12 X. You need to have that mindset. You need to have a killer instinct that you simply just do not take the answer no as final. You continue to press forward. You don't get depressed. You don't get put down. You don't start feeling bad about yourself because frankly, usually no doesn't mean never. It just means you haven't yet, you haven't yet convinced me. When you're doing your prospecting and you're calling your prospects or you're sending them emails, if they say, you know what, now's not a good time or we're happy with who we have, it doesn't mean no. It just means you haven't yet said anything that would compel me to want to give an hour of my life to you, a stranger, to talk about something like insurance, right? I mean, that's what you're asking for. If you're contacting your, your prospects, you are a stranger to them. They don't want to meet with strangers. They don't want to talk about insurance. They don't want to talk about an insurance, switching an insurance agent. They've already got one. So asking for an hour of someone's life to meet with you, a stranger, an insurance agent who they've already got one, to talk about insurance that they don't understand, it is hard business. Prospecting is hard business. And usually they're going to give you one of those two objections. Now's not a very good time, or we're happy with who we have. If you accept that, you're mediocre. Period. No doesn't really ever mean no. It just means you haven't yet convinced me. I mean, you could be calling on, a, on an account that, frankly, you know, uh, has been with their agent for 30 years. Well, eventually, that agent is going to be out of the business, retire, 
pass away, whatever it is, or whoever is the, that business owner is going to like retire, give it to their children, or another buyer is going to come in, and then no becomes maybe, or no becomes yes. So the fact is, is that even if it's no for a while, it could eventually be yes. But the thing is, is that we have to start putting a mindset together that is 12x, that doesn't simply take no as an answer, it realizes that it means you have not yet convinced me. You haven't yet convinced me. If you can, oh man, if you can understand that. Oh, I want you to understand that. If you can understand that it really comes down to persuasion, convincing your prospect to do something you want him or her to do, everything is going to become easier. If you understand it comes down to persuasion. Persuasion is part of the mindset. We have to become better experts at persuasion to persuade. So how do you deliver a cold call? What do you say? What does your email say? What's the content? What's the text? What's the topic? All of this, when you walk up to somebody at a networking event and they say, what do you do? What is your answer? You ever thought about that? When somebody says, what do you do? What do you do for a living? How do you answer that question? Do you go, do you sort of like gulp? I'm an insurance agent. <laughs> And that's kind of like the end of the conversation right there, right? You know, oh, I'm an insurance agent. I sell, you know, I sell commercial lines insurance, you know, to businesses, you know, um, in our in our county. Wow, that's exciting. End of conversation. How about maybe as an answer to that, if somebody said, "What do you do?" You might say, "I'm just thinking off the top of my head here." By the way, okay, so this is coming off the top of my head. If somebody said, "What do you do?" Maybe you could say. You know, um, sometimes business owners don't really know exactly what's in their own best interest. And a lot of times they are paying way too much for a lot of the products that their company pays on a daily basis. So what I do is I actually save business owners a ton of time, many hours in their entire year. I actually lower their expenses on a number of different things over the course of that year, the largest part of that being insurance. And at the end of the day, that business owner gets to look in the mirror and have peace of mind knowing that they are cutting their expenses down to the most lowest denominator possible. So that's just what I just kind of came off off the top of my head. I don't think it's that great, but hey, it's a whole lot better answer than I'm in the insurance business, right? Let's say you're at a networking event, an association event, a trade show event for where your prospects are at. Uh, Maybe let's just, I'm going to kind of use an example. Maybe they are... Um, tree trimming companies, okay? They go up and you're just like walking around talking to people and someone comes up and says, hey, Bob, um, what do you do? What would you answer to that? It's a trade show for tree trimming companies. How are you going to answer that? I'm an insurance agent. (laughs) I hope not. I mean, if that's how you answer it, that'll kind of pretty much be like the end of that conversation. But what if your entire marketing pitch was so completely different that it caused people to almost fall out of their shoes and say, I need to know more about that. What if you answered that question for tree trimmers and you said something like this? Now, again, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. I'm just like, I haven't even like decided anything about tree trimmers, okay? I don't even know how to sell insurance to tree trimmers. Never did it. I'm just like looking outside and I saw a tree and there it is. Here's how I might answer that question if I was speaking to a bunch of companies that were doing tree trimming. You know what? It's, I'm glad that you asked me that question. Here it is. Okay, there's a lot of tree trimming companies that are out there. And one of the things that they are very good at is trimming trees. But there's so many other aspects to their entire business. And so what I do is I work exclusively with tree trimming companies on all of the back end uh, 
things that they take care of in their business, such as payroll and health benefits and their workers' compensation, their claims, all the safety that they have for their program. And so we have put together an entirely unique safety and loss control program for tree safety companies that helps you actually attract new employees. It retains the employees that you have. And even when we begin using this uh, loss control and safety management program, it decreases the claims um, for tree trimming companies by about 39% annually. It helps the average tree trimming company save over $47,000 each year in loss cost, loss productivity, and insurance costs. And another thing that we do, because we have this program, loss control and safety management, specifically for tree trimming, when we send the information to the underwriters for all of your insurance carriers, their quotes tend to be a lot less expensive than if anybody else was just offering a submission to an insurance agent. So that's what we do for tree trimming companies. <laughs> okay, again, that was just off the top of my head. But I hope you understand what I'm saying. You're not in the insurance business. You're not in the insurance business. You're in your micro niche, your unique industry of your prospect. And that's 12x. That is the mindset that you are in. You're not just going through the motions. You are the best choice of which agent to do business with out in the entire marketplace. You either have that mindset or your chicken business. You're just swinging it, throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks, offering quotes, throwing it out there, see if any fish bite. But that's not really a professional. And so if I can get back to that initial question, are you 12X? Are you 12X or not? My name is Charles Specht. I'm the president and CEO of Permission Network Insurance Agency, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.